right, ladies and gentlemen, remember us. We are the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am your host with massive air quotes, Mike Maroney, here with McLean, Jay, and Tom. So I got to come clean. We'll call this a, a mea culpa, if you will, for last week. We apologize. We, we did not get an episode out. We had a lot of, a lot of texts and people saying, hey, where's the episode? Where's the episode? And I'm just going to come out. I'm going to get ahead of this. I told a lot of people. I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I did it. Um, so last week, the four of us get on our Zoom call to do the pod. And lo and behold, Tom sitting next to Papa Kurt. Mr. Curtis Strange was uh, willing to join us and kind of surprised us all and wanted to be uh, the, the fifth co-host and go through our normal weekly show with us and our topics. And I was just super excited and never hit the record button, which we didn't realize until it was all done. <laughs> so we have zero of it. Um, I can say it was a hell of a show. It was fantastic. It was awesome. You guys would have loved it. We're just internally, we're going to call it a limited edition show. It was so good. No one can hear it. Uh, but trust us, it was amazing. And so uh, we were trying to do a do a re-record, if you will, or redo the show last week and schedules just um mixed up um i didn't have my belt or shoelaces for a while so my pants couldn't stay up and i was on suicide watch there it was pretty bad for a few days <laughs> i was distraught sick to my stomach the uh the, i don't think the boys have ever seen me like that once i finally realized i never hit record mike so, when i sent you the message while we were while we were recording or while we were doing the zoom, I, you know, I literally, I sent you the message and said, Hey, are you going to hit record again? I thought you had stopped it in the middle just to like give everybody a break. Yeah. I <laughs> it wish literally I looked like you saw a ghost. I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, so go right. ahead. I mean, I, this is, this is your chance to roast me boys. Give it to me. I mean, it was, no, I mean, I could have easily, I look at that. I look at the, I look at the red icon in the top left corner of the screen all the time and i could have easily looked at it for the hour and a half prior to that but i just waited till the very end to say anything i just didn't i didn't see it either i was you know it was it was an awesome episode curtis was great everybody was uh we had a lot of good insight so it was yeah we were just into the moment and it was super cool and um we'll never we'll never get that feeling again it will never be as cool well now, you know, I, and <laughs> whoa, i just whoa. He'll be back. Joking. I'm joking. All I'm going to say is this. He'll be back. (laughs) Trust me. He loves this. You know, he loves all of y'all. You know, he knows all y'all. He'll be back. Um, And at this point, don't sweat it, Mike. uh, 1200% more footage than last week. Yeah. So we we certainly appreciate this turnaround that you're showing. This is a huge win. Impeccable work. It really is. You know, like when you like we make a, a joke at work, if we do, we mess up something, oh, I made a bogey right in golf world. Real, real funny pun. I, I don't know what that was that I made last week. I felt I felt like I won a golf tournament for the first time ever in my life. And I signed an incorrect scorecard to get DQ'd. I mean, I don't know uh, what worse. Like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, you, you know? ran out of balls. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just no, I, mean, I just kept I just gave him a little OV. Pumped him OB. Mikey, and it doesn't it's all it doesn't matter, you know. But, <laughs> so, hey, did you pass on did you pass on that little tip of advice to your father this week? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, you told, okay. you know, so Mike so, sends me a text. He's like, "Hey, make sure, you know, your dad tells, you know, his producer at ESPN to hit record." 
this week. And yeah. I was like, I got it, Mike. Thanks, buddy. I'll make sure to tell. I just don't want them to follow the Mike, same trap I Mike did. McQuay, Mike McQuay, shout out. He's a stud. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Mike's got that covered. I think he has people. Right, that I'm just, just checking. People, and people look, helping people here. Just trying to and help. Hold on. For the record, it wasn't all on you. Like, we are all part of this. We yeah. could have seen it. We, well, we let's be honest. It. I don't trust you guys. You're worth a lick. So, <laughs> Rightfully so. I wouldn't either. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. Fair. obviously because none of us saw it to, well, that's like when jay, like, jay was texting us that hey, we all owe money for the super bowl and I where's was like, the record where's that little red button yeah, yeah. jay jay texted us over the weekend said we all owe money for the super bowl which was like two months ago i'm like what are you talking about i'm like just don't gamble with drunks that's your fault <laughs> i'm texting the mail jay bird checks in yeah. the mail man. so but um, i did make a really heavy duty prediction I got to go back and check the tape on you that. You need to go check it. I'm, okay. I like yeah. laid, it, laid it down on the line. 50 bucks. I'm like, Tom Brady will win. Yeah, but did all of us take the bet? You, you guys were like, oh, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You're an idiot. That's easy. 50 okay, bucks. well, that's not taking the bet, Jay. That's just saying, okay, you're an idiot. No, you were like, you didn't say you're an idiot. You were like, yeah, all right. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get down to the bottom of that story, and uh, we'll try to find that, that tape. So. Uh, again, to all of our listeners, we we apologize uh, for no show last week. Um, I had a listener, finally remember Tom Jenkins, text me today. Hey, you guys recording tonight? I said, well, hopefully we're recording. We're doing a Zoom about a podcast. Tell we'll Tom see. Jenkins to call in right now. Text him. He he, he would. I don't know how to do that. I, I, I just got this thing recording, Tom. Let's not Sorry. try doing okay, a call yeah, in. Yeah. That's really going to mess things up. Let's just get back to the basics here. Hey, you know, hey, hey, you blocking and tackling. You mean pretend like I'm Tom Jenkins? I could do it. <laughs> So let's um, now that you, you guys to, made, you made to, fun of me and there needs to be a bunch of short jokes for Mike. If you're going to be Tom Jenkins. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, <laughs> my guys aren't very original at the foundry. They, you know, it's been the well, same short jokes for 12 and a half years. So um, they're still funny. They're still funny. <laughs> yes, I get it. I'm short. And, mo- <laughs> and most of my members are fat and they can't see their belt buckle. So, you know, um, don't worry. I told them that to their face. Yeah. So. So, all right, let's let's get into our show again. I apologize, but we're going to try to do a great show for our listeners tonight. Uh, initially, in my head, I was thinking this week we were just going to kind of glaze over the uh, Valero Texas Open because no one cares about that event. Usually it's the week before the Masters and we were just going to kind of do all Masters talk and preview this week. But then my boy and Tom's boy, Jordan Spieth. Ends the drought and takes on a victory. I know Tom was thrilled to see it. He was loving every moment of it. Every conversation with Greller, he was just, you know, on bended knee. Just couldn't couldn't be more excited. All right, Tom? Nails on a chalkboard, Sonny. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. I'm just kidding. Look, hey, you know, if at the end of the day, you know, I, I love Jordan Spieth. He's, he's great for golf. He's... Jay, did I you, see your eyes, Jay? You, okay. you love him? No, I don't love him. I just, you, he's you good for golf. You don't. You no, don't. I don't love him. Okay, you hold tolerate on. tolerate him. You tolerate okay. him. To- all right, all right. He's great for the game. He's got a, he's got a kind of a, 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 a slapstick game at times that is maybe more relatable to the average Joe. I can't believe I just said that. That's, <laughs> that is actually, okay, everything, that, that last statement, can I just, let's just <laughs> we'll suck that. it back because that's not true. Nothing about his game is relatable because he's a stud. Um, he's won. How many? I know, I know, I know, I know. I took it back. I took it back. <laughs> but um, 
He's got yeah. a slack. slack you only want a Patriot tour event at the age of 19 or 20 or whatever it was. <laughs> Everyone know, can relate win. to that. I just did. I just snort. I three, just snorted. Y'all hear three that? majors. Like three majors. Okay. All right. So let me let. Is this okay? Well, I wasn't quite prepared for this, but um, Tom, you so, knew we were talking about Jordan Spieth. You talked about Jordan Spieth. I didn't talk about Jordan Spieth. <laughs> hey, great win, Jordan. Big big fan. Go get him this week. But no, I, I thought just to actually talk about some of the golf, you know, Tom. But um, no, I, I thought I, he look, hit the he ball really well. Off. Yeah, he did. He, he hit the ball really off. well. I mean, it wasn't a, a demanding golf course off the tee. I did think he had a couple of good drives and for him, you know, but his iron play was great. His wedges were great. And obviously started to make some putts dead center. And um, he had that look in his eye. And I, and I know that sounds corny, but like when he was in his prime, which was not that long ago, he he just he looked unbeatable when he had 112 yards from the middle of the fairway. You knew he's going to stuff it, and um, and damn if he he does. He's got that back, and uh, you know it, it's good for golf. I, I'm a Jordan Spieth fan. I don't always agree with the way he goes about it, and that has that's no no knock on his character or him as a human, but um. It's good yeah. for golf, and it's well, going to be yeah. interesting. And I think if he – I'm picking him this week top three. If he doesn't win, he might win. Well, Tom, and I think what you're saying, you, know, you don't have to necessarily be a fan of how he goes about everything, but what you are a fan of is what's good for the game. And I think we all recognize that he is good for the game. He's a great ambassador for our sport. He's a great role model for our kids. Um, and he's a great role model for anyone that's looking to get into the game of golf. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I think it is good for golf that he's back in the winner circle and I hope, uh, we see more from him. I mean, what we've seen over the last few weeks, he was trending in the right direction, uh, playing a lot of good golf. And we knew it was just a matter of time before he stepped back into the winter circle and, um, kudos to him and all the hard work. It looks like it finally paid off down there at Valero. No, one's going to believe this, but it was in my show notes last week and no one could hear it, but I was going to guarantee you Jordan speed victory last week. And I just want to yep. say it. Yeah, right. I'll show you. I'll show you my fucking notes, Jay. Well, let's go to the tape. Let's just go to the tape. Yeah, we'll go to the tape. Wow, that was. <laughs> All right, no, seriously. Okay, let's talk about his game. Let's talk about his game seriously, though, okay? because he he can miss it both ways a little bit, right? So, what makes Jordan great? What like what is it about him? Honest to God, like I, I'm, I mean, not, I'm it, not messing around because you know I joke, Jordan, but I'm yeah. being serious right now because he drives it a little kind of sporadically. Like, there's nobody on tour that drives it as poorly as he does that can win like he does. Right. Because well, is for, that fair to say for as, for as short as he hits it. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and again, let's be, let's, let's be honest. Let's put it in perspective. When here. I he's say not, misses it poorly, he drives it both. He misses it both ways. Misses it both ways. And he, he's not, he's, he's in the bottom third for driving distance and he's in the bottom third for driving accuracy. So that's not a great combo for a guy who wants to be a top player on tour, but, Again, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes. If you are a top 10 guy in putting and short game and uh, wedge play, you can make up for a lot. I mean, putting uh, in the end of the day, I mean, again, it's all strokes gain, tee to green, but putting is the greatest equalizer. You know, you can, you can hit it all over the map and, you know, get up and down from 100 yards for par on one hole. And the next hole, hit a three wood in the woods and hit a recovery shot on the green to 25 feet and make birdie. And, and now you're one up on the guy who just hit it 
hit driver wedge to 10 feet and lift out two times in a row. That's so, so true. That's what he does, right, Jay? That's what he does. That's what he does. So he, he, there is, there's definitely a, there's definitely a skill set there. I mean, he's, in, he's incredible. hundred yards and in 120, 130 yards and in he's, he, that's where he makes his, that's where he makes his money. Um, and I think when he, when he's playing his best, he finds a way to minimize the miss to where it's a one-way miss and he keeps in a play a little bit more and it's at least a little bit more predictable. And then I go back to the to the years where Tiger was working with Hank Haney and Hank, and Tiger drove it poorly when he worked with Hank Haney. You can go back and look at the stats. I mean, he didn't, he didn't average more than – he hit less than 60 62% of his fairways when he was working with Hank Haney. He drove it terribly, but he was still such a great iron player, such a great putter – such good short game and such a great course manager that he knew, okay, I can hit this. I can have this big 20 yard block to the right because the right side of this uh, fairway, I can approach, I can get to this back left pin and I can still hit something on the green and give myself a 20 footer. And I can still you know have a chance at birdie or a back right pin. I know I can toe hook this ball in the left rough and I still have an approach into this green. He was really good. He had enough control of his ball over his ball where he knew where he could miss it, but the misses were, were pretty severe, but that's what the grace has done. And he only, and he only played courses that he knew he could do that on. You never see tiger play Harbor town and Hilton head. You never see him play, some of these courses where it's uh, where the two-way miss is really bad or really tight. I mean, and I don't blame Tiger for doing it. He's, he plays to his strengths. But um, back to the point, though, with with Jordan, he doesn't hit it as long as Tiger did when when he was playing well. So if Jordan finds a way to minimize the one-way or the two-way miss and can hit it and play a little bit more and continues to putt, chip, and hit his wedges like he's doing, I mean, he's going to be in, in contention – and to win a major, multiple majors here going out. I mean, he, he's got that, he's got that instinct too, to, and he knows how to win. He's done it. Mikey, yeah. what, what is it like? So what is the changes in his swing that, you know, so obviously he was, you know, a stud, right? Lost his, lost his way. Why, why is he where he is now? If you notice his practice swing, he's trying to get more laid off. He's almost actually, I think it came out a week or two ago. He had a conversation with uh, Duffner, right? And so he's making a very Jason Duffner-esque practice swing, really laid off, flat, kind of around in front of his body, um, not getting so long and vertical with it. And it gets dropped down and it gets stuck behind him. And then he he's just, it's up to timing, right? It's just, where are my hands at day? Are they early? Are they late? Are they on time? That's why they're all over the place. So, so he's trying to get when, a high, little, when, when his old swing you're saying was high, it was there's more timing involved. Yeah, way more because the, the the hands <laughs> were coming down; they were stuck behind the body. Yeah, he always he's always going to have that that cup in it, right? But now he's trying to get that that wrist a little flatter, a little more laid off at the top, and then get it his hands more in front of his body. So it's almost like he gets a really laid off practice swing and then tries to pr- practice an over the top move. I love it. Now I, I'm just I, I think it's so cool. Because and you know we've talked about it on this you know on the podcast in the last couple of weeks as he's you know we, which is so cool about this podcast we got we've been very fortunate right guys that every week we've had really cool stuff to talk about and we we started right about the time that Jordan started to kind of show signs of life again mm-hmm. and um you know look and I've given a bunch of grief and I still will but he's great for golf. And I think it's going to be a, a if you're not picking Jordan to be in the mix this week, 
You crazy. Yeah. You crazy. The other thing I like about what Spieth recently has done is how he's handled this, right? So we're talking three and a half. Was it three and a half years since he's won? Yeah. Yeah. 17. Am I my math right there? Probably feels like 100 to him, right? Right. So it's almost four years since he last won. Never once has he lashed out the media at all the questions or blamed other people or made excuses or fired anyone. Right. I mean, there's people you see a lot of tour guys. They go in this long of a drought. They're firing their coach. They're firing their caddy. They're firing their agent. They're cleaning house and trying to just use other people as a scapegoat. He never once did that. You know, you look at Lydia Ko on the LPGA tour was unbelievable as a teenager, early teens. And then she got into this. She's had like eight or nine caddies. She's had like four swing coaches. That's her parents. Right. Well, yeah, and it could be right. But, but still, I just think, you know, and she's starting to make a comeback over there. That's why I kind of bring her up, but um, I don't know. I think he's, he's handled this with a lot of, you know, class and grace. And um, he's like, Hey, these, these people were part of making me who I am. So I'm going to ride them. Spot on, bro. I, I could not agree more. And, so is it time now that I, do I um, apologize or should I wait till after he wins this week? You don't have to apologize for anything. No, just, no, I, I, Tom, I think, I mean, he goes about again, it a different I, way than I would, or you would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, I look at it like, like I'm on a I'm, I'm, I'm related to basketball. You want to swallow your pizza love, first? Oh, now I you're did, talking my game, Jay. All right. Let's go. I did. I did just take a bite of pizza, but. Uh, I'm, I'm a basketball. What was it? Uh, pepperoni? Yeah, it's pepperoni. Of course it is. Is that it? What else would it be? Oh. It's deep oh. dish Chicago style pepperoni pizza. <sighs> You're always, Handmade. You're I rolled I rolled the dough earlier yeah. and I sliced the pepperoni and then I made it. It's, it's incredible. Challenge. That's that's all. All that's a lie. Um, <laughs> no. But <laughs> but no, I, I related to uh, I related to basketball. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so I, Michael Jordan is the the king, you know, to me. Like he's the best of all time. So here here comes LeBron James, who everyone throws in the mix. You know, I don't love the way LeBron handles his you know uh, extracurricular things off court. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I just don't agree with everything that he, he says, but I have to acknowledge how talented and dominant he is. Like if you, if you say that he's not one of the best basketball players that ever lived, Le, I'm talking LeBron here, then you're, you're just, you're delusional. I mean, he is absolutely one of the most dominant players been. He's been to, he's won what four, three or four, no, four, four uh, NBA championships. He's been eight times, nine times, eight times. But either way, whatever it is, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the, the guys, he's, he's super talented. He works his tail off. He handles things differently than I would. So as a fan, I have a right to say, I don't love the way he does that. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I have to acknowledge that he's a talented guy. Similar to Jordan Speed. You don't have to love the way he handles his self on the golf course. You don't have to love the way he handles himself off the golf course. But you can't deny how talented he is and and the impact that he has for for golf as a whole. He, do you he, like Jordan Spieth? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> yeah, I, I do. I, I'm kind of in the middle. I, there are times where he acts a little, you know, he's Say a it. little. Say it. <sighs> 
I don't know what the right word is. He's a little bit of a complainer, I guess is the right word on the golf course. Um, so that's not really my style, but you know, again, I, I, to, to McLean's point, he is great for the game. Everybody loves it when he's a contention. Everybody loves seeing him play well. Everyone loves seeing him struggle. Like that's, what's great about a, like a figure like that. They, they want, that's why they want to watch him because they're like, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to chunk it into the water on 12 or if he's going to hole out and win the tournament. So he oh, adds both. to the drama. So it's, 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 it's Shakespearean, right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, we, we love to see the hero at its, at his height. And we, and we, without truly admitting it to ourselves, we like to see the hero fall. Um, so it's going to be interesting this week to see, because there's so many dynamics in the course and we'll get into it here. Mikey, you, you know, you're going to lead us into all this, but like this week coming out of last week into this week, we, we couldn't ask for anything better. I think we're yeah. missing, missing tiger. But other than that, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, uh, there gonna be some fireworks. Well, let's, we'll, we'll get to Augusta just real shortly. I, I did want to mention, we talked, we joke about how much he, he talks on the golf course and his fidgety and, you know, wiping his hands off and, and him and Greller as caddy deal. Did you guys catch the interaction on 18? Did you get anybody watching that? That was awesome. That was the best TV it, show. When 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 my old man was doing TV, he was always a big proponent of like when caddy when a caddy player, you know had uh, had a good dialogue. Especially you know you always got it with Phil, um, you got it with Tiger. Would give you not much, but like there was always in that moment when there's you know a player caddy dialogue, especially when it's important. There was always like layout from uh, from a you know broadcasting standpoint. Just layout, let them talk. And I thought what I that on Sunday was maybe the best I've ever heard. I thought that was absolutely fascinating. How you know you you could because we're all junkies, right? We know this game. We know Jordan Spieth. We feel like we know these guys, and and you know you you, you could sense what Jordan wanted to do. You could sense what you know Michael wanted to do, and I thought it was fascinating. It was no. like classic Spieth Greller, like yes. You know, diarrhea of the mouth over everything, and speeds in there with three wood in his hand with a two shot lead with Charlie Hoffman in the rough under a tree. It's like Greller and, should have broke that thing over his leg. Well, Gre- right? Greller wanted him at the three wood. Greller's like, you got two seventy, going through all the numbers. He goes, even that back bunker is fine. You got more right. landing space, flag high with the green up there. Da, da, da. And Jordan's got it, got it, got it. Oh, can I make a bogey with this? And Grella's like, no, you're good. And he goes, <laughs> and he he puts the puts the three word back. And he goes, it's eight iron all day. He listened to absolutely zero of what Greller said, and he's like, okay. it's eight iron all day. And then hooks so, it into the rough. So, Mikey, where was he? At? So, I thought honestly, I was sitting there watching it like you were. Um, where was I? Thought he was aiming right of the creek for his layup, but he was trying to hit it in that little spit left. <sighs> so it looked like me. He was trying to hit it yeah. left. Okay. It looked like to me he was trying to hit it left. I don't no, know I why. Agree, but like, I, when he pulled that eight iron and you saw him aim, you're going, oh, what, what, like, okay, that's a narrow spit. And then yeah. he hit this little, he, the, his body quit moving. That looked like the, that looked like you're the guy at, 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 you know, the foundries that finished ninth in the club championship last year when he got really nervous. Yeah. Like the body quit moving, the hands kept going, right? I mean, it was just the slingy hook and you're going, oh, shit yeah like where's that going we all sat there like i held my breath because we're all pulling for jordan speed if someone on this planet wasn't pulling for jordan speed 
shame on him. You know, my, other than Charlie Hoffman, who we all love too, right? So Charlie Hoffman's crew. Charlie, I like Charlie Hoffman. I love Charlie Hoffman, but I'm saying hey, McLean hit that little pull hug eight iron. I'm like, Where McLean, this give me your give me your Charlie Hoffman story. Yeah, you're making faces over there. I don't inappropriate know, I, hand gestures. I have, I have no actual real life experience to back this up, but when he would wear the colored glove and the flat bill and the long hair, to me, he just looked like the douchiest player uh, I've ever come across of. I mean, he made Bryson DeChambeau look like a nice guy. Um, that's, that's just how I felt. I, and I have no personal experience. Charlie may be a great guy, but I've never been able to pull for the guy. I, I, I don't know why. I could be totally off base there, but. I'm hey, you gotta give him kudos though. So he I'm had to, Charlie right now. He had call to him, win. Call him. I hope he's with Rory Sabatini. Get them both on here. <laughs> you know, I was. You know, I was in. This was uh, 2007 or eight. I think we were playing in. Uh, in a uh, we were in Greensboro, and and I'm gonna. <laughs> this show is not that long, um, in terms of how many PGA Tour events I played in. It's only two. So, so all of my PJ, all of my PJ tour references, I'm going to keep repeating over and over. So you guys can make fun of me later, but, um, needless to say, so I was in 2008 playing in the Wyndham championship, which I've probably already talked about, but I was staying, I was, I price lined this hotel, the Clarion hotel, and it was in Greensboro and it was not that nice. It was like $45 a night. This was, you know, 13 years ago. So I get out of my hotel and I'm walking out and Charlie Hoffman walks out of his hotel right next to me. And he was in the event. He had been on the tour for two or three years. Like he was, he wasn't like a Monday qualifier. He was like in, I'm like, Hey dude, what's up, man? What are you doing here? He's like saving money. Just like you dude. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. I was like, is that, is that a name drop? It, it totally is a name drop. Yeah. I mean, it, like the guy's like, "Hey, I'm saving money, just like you, dude. I'm 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 not a top ten player in the world. Like, I'm I'm trying to save the cash where I can." Um, so fast forward, you know, eight or nine years, and I'm playing in, you know, in uh, an event down in Mexico, and your he, second PGA Tour event, yeah, the, my second, my two PGA Tour events that I played in. That's it. Both have stories with Charlie Hoffman, so I don't know. I've been what to it is. a couple of PGA tour. Events. I don't know what it is. You've been you've been to more PGA tour events than I've played in, hundred hey, percent. And I you have been, you've been to more PGA tour events than I've been to. I've only stop been downplaying to, the fact that you've played in that. That's it's kind of that's yeah. I'm trying to give you shit for playing yeah. in two PGA tour yeah, events. It's, it's well, I mean, no, I don't even know how to record a podcast. It's, it's fair, but yeah. Well, between <laughs> the four of us, we have two PGA tour stars. <laughs> exactly, but. On on top of that, though, at the end of the – I played in Mayakoba, and again, I've already talked about this in other shows, but I'll probably talk about it again in a couple shows later. But that, that's should. fine. As you should. And did, you guys can make fun of me. Did you play but in Wyndham, too? That was the one I just talked about. In Mayakoba? I'm just checking. I didn't know. No, 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 no. No, 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 it wasn't in Wyndham. Was it Wyndham? I just wasn't sure if you had mentioned it. I'm just trying to make notes here. Yeah, that's Wait, it. hold on. Those hold are on. the only two. Those are the only okay. two. <laughs> but – so the second one, which happened years later, uh, in in Mexico, Charlie Hoffman won. So we went to this uh, my caddy and I, uh, Ben Beach, who's a good buddy of mine. He's a 
Benny. Oh, Benny. Benny. Shout out. Benny. Up, Benny? Benny is a, is one of the all time greats. I saw uh, Benny yesterday. I'm, great, I'm great Benny. golfer, great athlete. Uh, and he's a great caddy. Um, <laughs> we could go on and on about the stories of that week, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But uh, Benny was great. I called him like the night before. I was like, hey, I'm buying you a flight. You're coming down. You're caddying for me. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he came. Needless to say, we played. Uh, we we made the cut. We finished not that. We we were up, you know, in the middle of the pack for a while and and, and made a couple of bogeys on the back, uh, back nine of, uh, on the weekend. But needless to say, Charlie Hoffman won. We went to this local spot that had these awesome tacos. <clears throat> and Charlie Hoffman was there with his family. And we were sitting right next to us. And I was like, I was like, I got to go say something to this guy. I mean, he had a great week and I didn't want to be that guy who like bothered, you know, a PJ tour winner and his family, but he was super cool. Went up and talked for a couple minutes. I was like, Hey, great playing. I played this week. You didn't see me at all because I was on the other side on the back nine. You were winning. And I was going off the, you know, off of 10, but um, he talked for a couple of minutes and, you know, it was super cool, super engaging. So after that, I was like, man, I'm a Charlie Hoffman fan. Like this guy is down to earth. He's worked his way up. He does have the, he did have the mullet going for a while, the green glove and everyone, you know, love it or hate it. But I like the guy. He's, he's a good player too. I mean, he's a great ball striker. Suck on he's that like, McLean. Seems like a cool dude. I mean, I don't know. That's my experience. But like, like we talked about, everyone's got their own, Everyone's got their own take. You know, you got to have your own opinion. That's that's what um, being a fan is all about. You have the right to have that opinion. That's right. I have not eaten tacos with uh, Charlie Hoffman in a foreign country like Jay has. So, but McLean, have you? I absolutely have not. <laughs> I have no actual real world experience with Charlie Hoffman. And I'm not saying he is a douchebag. I'd probably change my mind if I spent some time around him. But you ate tacos in a foreign country. Know, if I had tacos in a foreign country with uh, Charlie Hoffman, sure, sure, it it may change my mind. These but, tacos were incredible. El Fagon was the name of this place, and all right, it's what kind in, of tacos? Tell me more about these tacos. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it adds nothing the to the story. Al but Pastor, I like tacos. The Al Pastor tacos. Uh, I mean, they sliced them. They had the big, the big like uh, the pork. Thing that's spinning around with the pineapples and they just slice it off, shave it. it down into the oh my gosh! I mean, as Benny would say it, we were after we got, we got all. I I went over the top there with the hot sauce and the 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 homemade local uh, pico, which was like all jalapeno, and yeah. I mean, I was like, my stomach was a mess, and yeah. We we got done and Benny was like, "Dude, you're gonna be shitting mud in a little bit." I'm like, yeah. "You're right." <laughs> and they, hey, look, corn, he was right. look, this is a great conversation. Flour, actually, this is a whole nother topic that we could get into for the pod. And I, maybe I can do this for like some time for some strange, but like what you eat before you go play golf, right? Tacos is not on that list. No, no. no. And look, and I know about y'all, but as I'm up, older, you're wearing white pants the next day or not. Well, it's like, I now have to pay attention the night, the day before, like the day before, <laughs> like, all right, I'm playing tomorrow at noon. So I can't eat anything goofy after noon the day before. Cause <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I've had an accident, but there might have, you know, like just, you know, we look, look, don't act like, look at all y'all. We've all known that we've all been on the golf course and you get that look and you go, oh, 
Shit. There's there's a couple of great yeah, Brad Faxon stories that I won't tell because oh, I won't do them look, justice. My old man's got look, some good ones. You need to look, listen to him. Well, everyone's left a golf towel behind on the course. I could tell you a good one about. Well, I'll let, I'll let Dad tell that next time he comes on about um, Fulton Allen. Um, I do love your dad told the one story the one time we went to a. Um, I don't know where they were. It, it had to have been somewhere in the southeast. But and you probably know this story, but he had to go to the bathroom so bad. And it was the only thing that was available was a porta john, and, and he went in there. And he said the worst part about it was like you can race in and get in and out, and everyone thinks that you went to the bathroom like a number one, like you just took a piss. But when you come out and your pants look like an accordion, that's what he said. Every, his every, feet, they everyone said knows routine. right away. They're like, I know what you did in there. That's what he said. That's that's one of his. That's so he's got a couple of good ones, Jay, and that's one of the good ones. He says it was. So he's like, it was 103 outside. So inside that Porter John, probably 150. <laughs> he said, and this is back like in the wool slack day. So he said, I, you know, you pull your pants down. He says, when I pulled them back up, he said they were steamed like an, like, like an accordion <laughs> so the rest, for the rest of the day. Oh, oh, oh man, man. But the best is, and I don't, I, I'm not even going to tell it because it's the best ever. And he'll, when he comes back on, he'll tell it. But there's there's one about Fulton Allen who I don't know if you guys remember the South African who yeah, you know, he asked me to uh, caddy for him on the Champions Tour. No, now yeah, did you I do it? Take it? I didn't take it because oh they, my I, god, yeah, would have been that would have been legendary. This guy is out of a comic book. I was rounding he's nuts twice, and I just I remember walking away like I, that guy terrifies me. Like he's out of his mind. He was. That's why I didn't take his bag. Yeah, the the, the ex. They didn't all. Nothing ever connected with him. But um. But anyway. So, moving on, Mikey. <laughs> Are we done with our poop stories? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for now. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Real quick though. Back to fault down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm caddying for dad at the uh, Colorado Golf Club Senior PGA Championship, and we're paired with Fulton Allen the first two rounds. And this guy is. <laughs> He's cussing out his caddy. Oh, he's a lunatic. Lunatic. And on the next day, talking about how good of friends they are and all this Uh, stuff. It's like, wait a (laughs) second. You just threw a six iron at him. And now you're telling me what a good guy is. All right. So I'll tell you a little quick Fulton Allen story. So remember that weird ass show they had on the golf channel for like a very short span. It's called like inventors only or something where they like come up with like a, you know. All right. So this guy's got this, you know, goofy ass invention, whatever. And. So the judges were, I can't remember her name. Um, oh gosh, I can see her right now. The blonde lady, Fulton Allen, and then whoever else. Okay, sorry, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so yeah, I know all got, them. This guy's got this invention, and it's like, and this was off air. They're filming everything, you know, in case it, you know, is worth TV. Well, this very quickly became not for TV because this guy's like got this goofy invention. They're like, all right, you know, thanks for coming, you know. Appreciate your time, yada yada. And this guy like wouldn't leave. He kind of had an attitude. Like, so finally, Fulton Allen's like, "All right, buddy, take a hike." And the guy's like, mouths off to Fulton Allen. Fulton Allen looks at him and goes, "Hey, bud, you're gonna have a pretty hard time picking up all your teeth I knocked out with two broken arms." <laughs> what are you talking? Awesome. The guy's like, "What? What?" He's like, <laughs> "Everybody's like, okay, and cut. Get him out of here." <laughs> You're going to have a hard time picking up all your teeth with two broken arms. Wow. That, that's like one that's of the violent. greatest tough guy lines of all time. That is that is awesome. What a hard Oh, 
Yeah, he was a tough cat. But he wasn't that big, though. No, no. Uh, He's um, he's, uh, South African, I think, right? Yeah, he was. He was. All right. Now we're on to the Masters. Can we talk about the Masters? Yeah. Let's let's go talk about the freaking Masters. It's the greatest week in the golf season. If it's not your favorite week of the year, I don't want to know you. We're not friends. Simple. It's Christmas, right? It is. It's Christmas. I, I got to get a petition with the PGA that they can shut down all golf courses this week because I really don't want to work. I just want to watch TV. So typical uh, golf, we, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So we uh, we do have some we have an insider uh, on the ground there in Augusta. We got boots on the ground, as they say. We sent down a uh, field reporter uh, to do some digging for us. And Tom's going to give us some uh, some little tidbits here in a second. But it's his dad. I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, Tom uh, Tom had a little conversation with uh, his dad, who's down there with ESPN covering the Masters this week. So he'll give us a few uh, insider tips on what kind of the word is on the ground there at Augusta and the golf course. But um, I want to just start off not with specifically this year's Masters, but uh, we've all been down to Augusta, been down to the Masters. What are your what's your favorite memory or, or your oldest memory of Augusta that you always kind of think about? And I got like a dozen of them, but. I stole, I stole a program when I was young. So I've, I've only been one. That's what you think of? Yeah, well, it's, it's the great my Masters memory history. I've been there once. I was Hold on. Don't they let you take those? Well, no, here's the funny part. No, no. This is one of those like $9 ones that was on the thing. I was a little kid. I've only been once. And I walked up and I grabbed it off and I come back. And my mom's like, well, we have to go pay for that. And dad's like, I mean, we, we already got it. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> We did go back and pay for it, but no, I was so young that that's my real only actual memory being there. But obviously when you go back to what the first big time memory is for me is Tiger in 97. You know, I was 11 years old and ultimately when he won in 97, you know, that was, we all knew what he or who he was. You know, we watched him win in uh, late 96. Um, But when he won at 97 in the fashion that he won, that was when I think, it really is a point of time in any kid's career, any kid's life, especially if they grew up in the era that we did, we did that you always remember. And uh, I think 97 at uh, the Masters with Tiger is certainly something that is cemented in my brain. What about you, Tom? Oh, um, this little loaded question. So <laughs> the have you been there before? I have been there before. Um, have you Masters? Masters is a, a you know, it's it's like it's this mythical kind of space in our in our house. And I, I know that sounds corny or weird, but um, but that's kind of what it is. So it was, you know, my my old man was, you know, he played there when he was really young, and and um, had a chance to win a couple of times. Should have won a couple of times, and you know we. We kind of talked about it a little bit last week that wasn't recorded, but um, <laughs> yeah, Jay brought that up. I couldn't believe he brought that up. I know, I know, Jay. You, um, if anybody could, it be Jay, right? Because he's, you know, Jay's known my old man since Jay was, you know, what was that, eighty-five? Yeah, eighty-five. So it well, was. He, didn't he had it licked. He had it licked. You know, he had a four-shot lead going in the back nine and um, hit it in Ray's Creek on thirteen and fifteen. Thirteen, he skanked it and went in the water. 15 hit a good shot and it went in the water. Um, but then like, look, I'll be honest. That's, it's never been discussed. We don't, it's just one of those things we just don't talk about. Um, 
you know, I, I, I would, I don't necessarily need answers. I don't, you know, what not, not that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he just, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hole in his heart. And, um, you know, and every year he feels it, it's, it's, it's sacred ground. He knows. And look, that's not it. Like, and, uh, so that was 85. So what, what year Larry Mize ship in to beat Norman? 87? 87, right? 87. 87. Yes. Yep. So that they went in a playoff at four under six under. I can't remember. So they went uh, in a three under three under. So dad stood on the 10th tee at three under and felt like he needed to kind of, you know, get to five or six to have a chance. And he kind of pushed and shot one over on the back. And, you know, they went in the playoff at, you know, whatever they did. Um, so there's, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those tournaments that like, it's, it's so important, you know, to the golf community and it, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's, but it's also got a lot of, you know, it's got a lot of scars for, for our family a little bit. And, that, and that's, that sounds like, very, you know, oh, you know, poor pitiful us. I don't mean that at all. It's still the coolest event of the year. My dad's down there right now and he's calling, telling me things that, you know, hey, talk about this on the podcast. You know, he's so he's fired up. He loves it. But it's um, you know, it's just it's it's also one of those things that like, man, you know, we he was this close a couple times, four times actually. Uh so anyway, I don't know how we got on this. But anyway, so what sticks out to me though, I will say this about golf and about the masters. Like I watched earlier this afternoon. Kids were playing and they showed Tigers. Uh, they, they, you know, they, you know, they did these highlights that are beautiful, uh, of 2019 Tiger. And I had tears in my eyes. Like, I will, like, I, you guys know me, I, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. But, um, the Masters always does it to me, man. When Kenny Perry, y'all remember Kenny Perry had the lead and he hit that, hit, hooked it, hit driver off the 18th tee because he played that big draw and he hit in that left bunker. Off the tee, like I, I mean, I like I cried that night, and I don't know Kenny Perry, never have, never will, but like I just broke my heart because it was so. And they, they showed his kids there behind the green, and like I was like, oh, I know that feeling. But um, I don't know. It's just it's something about Augusta that just kind of pulls your on your heartstrings, and it's like it takes a lot of the corporate kind of nonsense out of it, right? Of all all professional sports now, it's a big corporate juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the let's talk about last night, right? Uh, what a great game that was, kind of. Baylor's really good. Gonzaga, sorry, you guys still cannot hang. And if you were in the ACC, you would probably have, you you would yeah you'd have a five hundred record. No, I'm just kidding. That oh, would be. Don't get me on that. We can talk about that later. I'm just but anyway, I'm just saying. But like something about Augusta, just. It's just, it's, it's like spiritual and, uh, uh, you know, and, um, so this week's, I, I can't wait. It's playing firm and fast, which is awesome. We hadn't seen it that way in a long time. I feel like, I, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Augusta, you know, really run out and, the, and they're, they've set it up so that like there's runouts that can get you in a little trouble if you, you know, drive it through a corner or whatever. So anyway, I, I'm on a tangent. I'm sorry, but I don't, what, what was the question? I was just talking about your your <laughs> favorite favorite memories, earliest memories when you think back um, of like when you started falling in love with the you know tournament. my favorite memories are my favorite memory of taste right. So in '96, when Dad was he he finished he he played well that year. That was kind of the end of you know his good good golf. We were there with some family friends, and 
the the husband of the family friend had played football at Tennessee. This guy was like six six. He's a big, tough country boy. And Rick Riley, God bless him. Who it's funny because they the writer, yeah, Rick Riley and Dad, you know, butted heads forever. And this is during the butt. So Dad bogeys like the last two. And it wasn't he wasn't gonna win, but like you know he was pissed. So he's coming off eighteen, and Rick Riley just knew Dad was an easy target. Rick Riley was a professional; he still is, and they've actually become really good friends. Professional antagonizer. Yes, exactly. You know, right? He, but Rick Riley's a brilliant. He's I, I read everything. He's he's a great writer, but he knew how to kind of poke, kind of just poke, right? Poke. Yeah. And um, so he's getting ready to do his poking, coming off eighteen, and. The guy we were with, his name was Ben. I'll just leave it at that. Turned around and grabbed Rick Riley by the shoulder. And Ben's, like I said, 6'5", this big old country boy. And it was just like, you ain't going to talk to him right now. And, yeah. And Rick Riley just looked up at him like, okay. You know, like, <laughs> that was one of my favorite memories because, you know, as a kid, like, I was old enough to know, okay, dad's upset. Like, you know, you kind of. It's a whirlwind, and you see this, and you see Rick Riley trailing him, and then this guy just steps in and shuts it all down. I was like, "Oh, that's trolling now." Yeah, trolling. That's right. That was a great memory for me. That's awesome. What about you, Jay? Uh, Same same year, ninety six. I was there, Tom. That was the only time I've ever been to Augusta. Uh, My dad uh, surprised me with what I thought were tickets to the Wednesday practice round. And we drove down together, just me and him. Uh, we got down t- Tuesday night. We stayed in the Rose Low Motel, which is like 30 minutes away, which is like a kind of a well-known motel outside of uh, Augusta that people would stay at. You know, it's 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 a pretty a low-end hotel, uh, but during uh, Masters <laughs> Week, it's, it, it goes it, for 500 a night. Yeah, it can get pretty expensive, but. Needless to say, we drove down. I was super pumped. I was 14, uh, 14, yeah, 14 years old. Um, And, uh, you know, I was pumped to get in for the practice round, Wednesday practice round. We get there that morning early, bright and early. We pull in uh, to the gravel park, one of the gravel parking lots, and my dad gets out and is like, hey, just just sit here for a little bit. And I'm like, what? Like, why? Why? Let's get out. Let's go. I want to get in. I want to go in. He's like, no, 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 no. I need to just check on a few things. I'm like, what do you mean you need to check on a few things? So let's he talk, gets, hold on, time out. Like, let's talk about how good a player your dad is and has been too, for the record. Yeah, he's a great player. He just great shot his age for the, you know, the shout out, coach. Love you. Yeah, for the tenth time, he's sixty six years old and he just shot his age again uh this past week he shot 65 so yeah, that's, awesome. that's so I mean, awesome man. good player that's i mean so awesome. granted he you know he's playing from the white tees at 6500 yards but still you know it's it's incredible i don't, I don't care. care don't let him discredit you coach don't let yeah. him discredit you I, I, I am not because i haven't shot 65 i can't remember the last time i shot 65 from the white red gold blue black whatever tees so no he's uh he's still He's he's still a great competitor and plays plays some good golf. But um, yeah. Needless to say, we were. I was sitting in the car and he was like, "Hey, just hang out for a second. I'm gonna go. Uh, I need to take care of a few things." He's like, "I got I got the ticket waiting on me." I'm like, "Okay, he maybe he's meeting someone here." So he comes back in like 30 minutes. I'm sitting in in the in the car. This is before cell phones. This is before. I mean, I'm just sitting in there 
by myself, like just with all my thoughts, like, oh, what are we going to, are we not getting in? So we, 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 he comes back, says we have tickets. We walk through the gates and I'm, I'm just like totally overwhelmed with how green everything is. I'm like, this is incredible. This doesn't, this place does not fit in Augusta, Georgia. Mm -mm. I mean, I don't know how else to say it in a, in a nice way. I mean, Augusta doesn't fit anywhere, does it? It doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, uh, you know, Augusta is like a, you know, it's like your typical, you know, southeastern city. I mean, it's it's pavement and it's stoplights and it's, you know, restaurants and so forth and then you get behind those gates and it's like the most pure place that you've ever seen and we walked in and I, you know, I was like, how, where, how did you get those tickets? You know, what, 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 what did you, what happened? Like, what did you have to go get? Like, who'd you get these? He's like, honestly, he's like, I didn't have a ticket for you. He was like, I, you know, which you cannot do now. You yeah. can't scalp tickets there, but back then apparently you could. And my, my dad was walking around like, Hey, I got a, I got a my young son. He, he, we've only got one ticket. <laughs> Can you help us get in? So somebody, you know, came through and he obviously it's bought cool, it, so. but, um, we got in, I've only been there once. It was, you know, 1996 and we walked in it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I told myself I would never go back and until I was playing. Um, so here I am scrambling, trying to find a way to get some tickets to go back <laughs> just to watch it. <laughs> but, um, it was awesome. We went in and we watched guys, you know, warm up on the putting green chip and putt and, uh, he said, hey, he's like, Jack Nicholas and Arnie are playing a practice run together, and they got the young amateur playing with them. And uh, I was like, cool, let's, let's go watch Jack. I mean, why, why would I not want to watch Jack and Arnie play a practice run together? And they were you know, playing with Tiger. So, I mean. Oh, shit. That was that year. Yeah. That was the year, the only time that Jack, Arnie, and Tiger ever played together in any tournament ever. That's awesome. I used to have a picture of them from that ground somewhere. That's yeah, so cool. which is incredible. And we took so many pictures of this. My dad had brought this fancy camera from one of his friends. So we took all these pictures of 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 Tiger wearing this hideous, you know, you know, leopard print like <laughs> golf shirt with this with this vest on. Arnie had this bright green uh sweater on, and Jack obviously was wearing his yellow yellow sweater. But I mean it was it was so funny that we were there because we took so many pictures. We just thought it was just cool to see all three of them playing. And then needless to say, over the years of watching, like this was the only time that they ever played together at a major. And it was like the pictures, like every time you go to like a scramble event and like at the end you're going to do an auction, and they're like, oh, we're auctioning off this signed picture of Tiger, Jack, and Arnie playing together at Augusta. That, it's from that day, and we were there, which was, That's which pretty, was pretty cool. incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. That's my only story. That's the only time I've been there. Well, I mean, my, I guess so. My one of my earliest memories of the tournament was what was your '95 uh, when Crenshaw won. Whatever for whatever reason, I remember watching and he remember he made the putt and he broke down and cried. His coach Harvey Pennick had just passed away, and um, so that that image is always seared in my mind, and that's really what got me into like deep into golf in the Masters, and then obviously that was out of a movie for the rest. Yes, right. yeah. Yeah, that was just Everybody's a really flying back and forth. He flew back to Texas. Yeah, it was just a really cool story. And I was like, man, this this tournament's pretty awesome. Right. And then so I guess it was I was eleven at the time. Um, not even I was ten. At, I hadn't even turned eleven yet. So I was ten years old. That's kind of what got me. And then I became a Greg Norman fan and then watch him absolutely choke it the next year. 
um, in, in 96. And that's kind of what, you know, got me into the masters. Fortunately, I've been, I've been there three times now. Um, never for actually for a tournament round. I've only been practice round days, uh, which are awesome, which are cool. And I mean, me, me you can't see, you can't see shit during this tournament. No. And so for me being like a golf nerd, I like watching them practice. I like watching them hit the different shots around the greens and, um, different pitch shots and the different putts and how they're mapping greens and charting. So that the golf nerd in me likes that kind of stuff. And I was taking videos and pictures. And so, you know, with the PGA, we're able to get on normal years, we're able to get free entry into the masters. So I've used that a few times and, um, was able to take my dad down there a couple of years ago for his 70th birthday to get him down for the first time, which was a cool experience to bring him there. I brought my brother a few years ago before that. And, but I remember the first time walking in there right after I got my, my PJ membership. Uh, one of my best friends from Clemson, we said, Hey, when we get our membership first masters, we're in. And I don't, when we walked in those gates, I don't think we spoke for like two hours. Like we were just like, neither. We just like walked around in awe, like jaws on the ground, like not knowing why we really here. Is this, you know, am I going to wake up? It's just a, a really cool experience. And uh, I've been fortunate to be there three times. I think next time I'll try to go for an actual round just to kind of hear some of the roars and that that kind of stuff but just being there i don't care if it's a monday or tuesday it, it's or wednesday it's fun the even the par three contest was pretty fun when uh the one year I, I went for that just a loose different atmosphere the guys aren't grinding and um you can see some of the best players in the world but yeah the masters is is pretty special for anyone even if you've never been there it kind of holds a special place in our heart so um to me what stood out not from a golf course standpoint, but the attention to detail and running a golf tournament is remarkable. Um, and just the whole entire property is just immaculate. The buildings, the pine straw, the signage, the, they've got everything thought out to a T and it's a well-oiled machine. And it is, uh, it, it's just a, a pretty, pretty cool site, uh, to be a part of when you're there. So, um, you know, I don't want to get choked up here on, on, on air, but we'll, uh, we'll get into it before we get into some of the actual golf. Let's, let's do a, uh, a fun thing. Did you guys get that picture I sent you about the food at Augusta? So if you haven't been to the masters, the food at the concessions is unbelievably cheap, especially when you're talking about sporting events in, you know, 2021, where it's $15 for a beer and, you know, $12 for a shitty hot dog eight dollars for a bag of chips so there's this little thing that was going around on social media and it happens every year you got ten dollars to spend and you got a pimento cheese sandwich for a dollar fifty bag of chips for a dollar fifty uh ice cream sandwich for two dollars cookie for a dollar fifty a beer is four dollars egg salad was one of their famous sandwiches a dollar fifty um well they got some caramel um popcorn dollar 50 and then a barbecue sandwich three dollars so how are you guys spending your ten dollars yeah i've got salad and two McLean beers go. yep boom what is it McLean, McLean with you salad brother. and two beers Egg hold on McLean. If we went in can we can we somehow get sandwiches and more <laughs> beers if we split the if we kind of tag team this or you know i'm not a math major I'm not either, but I'm in. I like where your head's at. Okay, you're but if, getting, if you're you can getting, do that, we're in. Me and me and Matt not getting anything else. You guys spent nine fifty a piece, so you got a dollar oh, left. Shit, we can't get it for a dollar. 
I'll shake three some three quarters of a pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah, which I'm willing to split with you. Which yeah, I buddy, split. I will too. God. Well, that's... shake some old lady down outside. Be like, hey, yo, lady, give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. I mean, I I got I, this. There's only one answer, and I have it. So um, <laughs> there's only <laughs> one answer. And it. by the way, guys, I yeah. have. It. Okay. Right. Oh, well, sorry, ours wasn't that. But okay, go, Mikey. <laughs> No, you got to use all $10. You get a $4 beer and the sandwiches right. are small. So you get both a pimento cheese sandwich and an egg salad sandwich. And you still have money left for a bag of potato chips and a cookie. You get a whole four course meal and a beverage. I mean, it's $10. No cookie. you no cookies. Yeah, but there's zero chance that I can wash all of that down with less than two beers. Exactly. <laughs> then I'm going to have to poop or pee. You know, I'd much rather pee. Much rather pee. <laughs> Then have to poop, you know. But that Peter that being poop, said, that's good for you. Hey, McLean. That being said, with I, that being said, with that being said, I would love to walk out and be like, I took a dump at Augusta National. <laughs> they, they have beautiful bathrooms there. It's amazing. They are, they are quite lovely. <laughs> I, I like all of your answers. I think they're all great, and I think I would do any of those if I could go three times. <laughs> I have a much more impressive. Uh, club list if i can include clubs that i've taken dumps at not that i've played <laughs> this could be a good this um, is a good this is a good segment yeah as a sales rep you know we go in all the time we might not be allowed to play but they've never refused a locker room visit brother i could tell you one about lacc when i was playing the uh the the thomas the Jewish thomas i had to flag a construction worker down this guy was in a gator he had like all these hoses and stuff in the back. I jumped on the top of these hoses. It was like, take me to the clubhouse, please. This guy, I don't think he spoke a lot of English, but he got the gist and took me to the clubhouse. So, Cause I was in a little state of emergency. <laughs> so I know you're feeling that there's moments when you're like, I don't care if I'm at the Vatican. Right. And I'm getting ready to meet the Pope. Be like, you know, your holiness, uh, where's the nearest restroom, please. Yeah. <laughs> man that, we, that get weird that could get weird yeah sorry yeah. okay well we can well, this out. while we're while we're here though tom yeah, come on. what's funny is that you and i came about this when i mentioned this you're like did i tell you that and i'm like no but it's the greatest advice for all these business travelers out there when you're on the road and you've got to go the lobby of a hotel bathroom always it's your number one stop if you're still going to fast food and gas stations bogey you're obviously in your early double years bogey. you're it's a, it's easily a double bogey possibly a dq um you're definitely not hitting your goals for the month if you're still pooping in uh, gas stations it's just 100 if you shit in a 7-eleven shame on you a hundred percent yeah you deserve <laughs> the brown finger you're going to come out with when that single ply gives way mid butt wipe wow this took a turn. What were we talking about the masters? Yeah, we were okay. talking about the masters. Okay. okay. I just brought up pimento cheese sandwiches and somehow we got on this. All right. Well, there we go. I would, uh, I'd ask Jay his opinion, but he left. I think we bored him. I he didn't want to hear, he I didn't want to hear your stories anymore. I think he's pooping. I'm back. I'm back. Hashtag no brown finger. <laughs> I, I, I already gave my comment. I loved everybody's else's comment because all of those items looked fabulous. I think I would probably go with uh, at least a beer and one of the sandwiches and one of the ice cream sandwiches. And depending on how much is left over, that I is would, Jay. I would, I would probably That's... spend a little extra to top it off with one more beer. 
Yes, you would. And I would be right there. That's, that's Or I would try to negotiate to get all of that for $10 with whoever was there. At the- and you would get denied <laughs> and kicked out of Augusta. Probably. <laughs> all right. Oh, by the way, I heard, I saw on Twitter today um, that uh, Patrick Reed's wife was on her phone on the 11th hole. You're not supposed to have your phone there. Can't be on it. And someone, one of the volunteers or uh, someone from Augusta went up and reminded her like, hey, you can't be on your phone. You got to put that away. Like, what are you doing? Then again, on like later in the round, she was on it again on with headsets talking and they escorted her out. Yes. Awesome. Got, they made her get in a car and they said, let's go. I don't know where they took her to, but they were like, get the F out of here. No, they didn't ship Justine. her ass out. They do not care. I don't care if you're a past master champion's wife. If you don't follow the rules that they want, see you later. You're never coming back. Brother, well, there's, what's the old story about um Frank? Oh my God. It's like in the in the sixties. So Frank back Stanton. in the day. No, um, so when when um wow, I'm really nailing this story right now. So uh Clifford Rob- Cliff Roberts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when he was running the show, he was they said he was a drill sergeant. There was no messing around. Jay, stop doing making those faces. Um but it was Frank. Oh my God, Frank uh, Stranahan. Stranahan, something. He was a great amateur at the time. This is this is the beginning days. He got in trouble because they said if you hit two balls, if you hit an extra ball during a practice round, this is back. Clifford Roberts said one ball, one ball rule in practice rounds. You, you know, and Frank is Frank Stranahan or Stranahan, Stran, something like that. Y'all look this up. Yeah, give somebody up, give up on his last name. He hit two balls. Keep going. <laughs> he hit two balls, threw him out of the tournament. And this guy was a favorite to win. This is back when Bobby Jones days. Y'all look that up. Mikey, look that up. I'm I'm looking. We're on it. We're on it. We're Mike on. Stranahan. Yeah. All right. Well, I looked that up. So let's let's actually talk about the golf the golf tournament. And I'm not really gonna look it up. But um I'll look it up. It's a terrible story. Let's talk about the actual the golf course of the tournament and who wins here. I kind of feel like everyone wants to talk about short game and chipping and putting because of the crazy greens and how fast they are. I think that's slightly overstated. Um, at Augusta, I think it's, you don't really need to drive the ball well because there's no rough. You can knock it out of the pine straw on other trees, if you will. It, to me, it's about iron. It comes down to iron play. Simple as that. Yeah, but these greens now are like, so Phil said, Phil said today in his press conference, this is the, for the last 10 years, they've been some of the softest greens they've played on tour during the year, which is a, Huge statement. I, I mean, who, I knew they said that. Who said Phil that? said that? Phil said they've been in the top twenty-five percent, the softest screens they've played every year. He said last year on the second hole, he plugged a five iron right in the middle of the green. Okay, I'm sorry. Previous years, not this year. Yeah, this not year, this year. Not this year. No, no. Phil said he's saying previous years. Now, last November was you know it was November rain like that. You got to kind of throw well, that and out. they and they had when water on the show. That well, it was November. Like that's that not fair. Year. Exactly. Yeah. That's not fair. Hold, hold on before we. Before we get too much further, I, I, I've got to just finish this statement here from Tom. Tom, in 1958, Frank Stranahan, an outstanding, an outstanding amateur and from one of America's prominent families, was hitting two balls during a practice round at Augusta. He was playing alone, but when he finished the round, Roberts told him his invitation to play in the Masters had been withdrawn. So Stranahan was removed from the Masters tournament before it even started. So you were right. It happened. Hey, 
Can and I the just last name was correct? No. Yep. All right. So Dad let me just right. let me just say something to my my best friend in the world, Jay Woodson. Thank you for for clearing that up because if you hadn't said that, everybody was like, "What the fuck is Tom talking about?" <laughs> Once again, it was the truth. So it's kind of surprising that the, the greens that uh, Phil's saying that about the greens, considering that they have the uh, um, sub air there. I can't imagine that they like that comment, knowing the egos that is, you know, no, Augusta. I think you're 100 right, and I think that they've already said, like, if you listen to, you know, some of the players' uh, press conferences from today, they're all saying this is the fast, the fastest and firmest they've seen it in a long. I mean, long. Sergio said. Fastest he's ever seen it on a Monday, Tuesday since he's been playing. And Sergio's been playing a lot of Masters. Yeah, so, same thing. Yeah, that says a lot. So, but again, they can control it and they're supposed to get maybe rain on Saturday, I think. Yeah. Friday, yeah, Saturday. there's a couple of days with a chance of storms yeah. or showers. Chance. But look, I mean, firm and fast makes this golf course play so different, right? So it plays into the hands, I think, of the, let's say, Xander Shoffley, right? It, it plays the guys now like length isn't such a premium. It's more about position, especially what we were talking about earlier. Like they've got the rough that that first cut, you know, which is a a, a shortcut anyway, is is even shorter in certain areas in these runoffs. So they're talking about, you know, on um, you know seven down by the bottom of seven or um, I'm trying to think nine. Did you say fourteen 10. earlier. Yeah, 14, 14, they said runs off and it just, it's now, you know, in 14, let's say in years past, you know, 14 fairway slopes left to right. And so you've got to kind of hit a draw into the side of that fairway. Well, now if you don't, you know, in years past, maybe it would get caught up in that short, short rough and you could still have a shot. Now it's going to run into the pine straw is what dad was telling me earlier. So like, we're talking about balls, not only running through the fairway, but running into places where you might not have a shot. So, yeah, I think that, no, that changes the game. No, uh, that, that's that's a great point. You know, I was listening to a lot of the coverage this morning and they were talking about how firm and fast it was playing. Adam Scott commented that he said some of the some of the chipping areas around the greens were like a Sunday or like Sunday conditions. You know how firm, tight, fast everything was. He's like this is he said like, he couldn't remember the last time he played Augusta. He's played twenty years in a row. Doesn't that get you jacked up? That's that does get me. That gets me jacked up. That it's different. Wow. Like it's something like they're they're trying to make this like an incredible, you know, tough tough event, especially after you know having in the fall where you know they set the scoring record. Uh, you know DJ. You know, set the the tournament record there. So they're they're trying to to make up for lost time, so to speak. But um, I think it's it, it, to your point, Tom. I think you're you're right on. You you hit the nail right on the head. I think I think that you're bringing in by making it firm and fast. You bring in like a Zach Johnson. You bring in, um, you know, geez, Kevin Kisner. You bring in some yeah. of these guys that normally wouldn't have a chance maybe to compete because but because they're they have more control over their ball and they're getting going to get a little bit more run out of the fairways um you're getting a, they're going to they're going to be able to have some shorter clubs in the greens and that's their specialty whereas some of these these big bombers they 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 know that they can carry the ball a long way and the ball is going to stop but now they're carrying a long way and the ball is not going to stop and you're running through fairways with all these dog legs out there into some more of the pine straw into some of the collection areas that they haven't seen before. So I think you're going to get, 
I think you're going to get a good mix in all honesty. I think you're going to get, maybe it's a Dustin, maybe it's a Tony Finau, maybe it's a DeChambeau. One of these guys, maybe they're on point and they're really driving it like they want and they're they're in in control of their game. Yes, they're going to have a back off a driver. Yeah, or they back off a driver. But if if they are really on point and, and really have control over the ball and they and they hit it 350, 360, these guys are going to have some really big advantages. But I see some of the other long hitters that maybe aren't quite on point, they're going to drive it into some really bad areas. And you're going to see it's going to really – I think it's going to even out the field. Webb Simpson, uh, Kevin Kisner um, – you know, Zach Johnson type players. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of these guys who are kind of the middle More, quarter. Morikawa. Morikawa could be in the mix. I really – They could only, play like a U.S. Open. Like, I don't could. want it to, but it could. could. I know. Well, I hope those showers do not come. I hope it stays yeah. dry. The only thing that scares me about Morikawa is the putting. Um, yeah. See, that's it. We've you talked about it before, but – but look at look at the guys who have played well out there. I, I'll be honest with you, and and you guys can comment on them. But some of the guys who have you played, don't have to be a good putter to win there. You do not have to be a great putter. You need to be a great you need to be a great driver, and you need to uh, more importantly you need to be able to hit. You need to be a great uh, a second shot player into the greens. And but on top of that, the guys who are great with all those aspects, there's a different type of putting at at Augusta. The guy who is like the die putter, maybe not the aggressive putter, they tend to do well there because they don't three-putt as much. They don't make as many long putts or big putts, but they don't three-putt. Dustin Johnson. A, a, that's a great point, Jay. And talk more about that, the die putter. That's a yeah, great, I hate that, to that say is, it. That's so key. But And Raymond Floyd commented on this a couple weeks ago, but the guys who play out there, if you're a great ball striker, great iron player, and you're a die putter, a uh, I mean, look at the guys who uh, Ben Crenshaw, Sergio Garcia, uh, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson wouldn't be considered a great putter, but he he does have incredible speed. He's never going to make the twenty footer, the fifteen footer, or the twenty five footer, but he's always going to leave him. Even like the six footer, he's never he may not make that many of them, but he's going to always leave himself like the tap. Not going to run at six feet by. Exactly. Sergio's great at that. That's Dustin great Johnson's point. great at that. Um, Raymond Floyd was great at it. I mean, all, all these guys who are really Ben Crenshaw obviously was was phenomenal at it. But uh, great, the guys who have inc- impeccable speed control, and they're like, I don't even say impeccable speed control, but like great die putters where they don't even care if they make it. They just want to make sure that the next putt is super easy. And, and if you couple that with a guy who bombs it um, and is a great wedge player like a Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, Sergio, who's a great driver. Those guys win out there. Bubba Watson, same type player. Bubba Watson's not a guy that you would say he's going to be, he's going to just put me to death, but he drives it long. He's a great wedge player. He's got great hands and he just nestles everything up by the hole. And, you know, that's, and those guys went out there. He might, he might be the best example of what you're talking about, Jay. That's yeah. probably, like, how many times has Bubba won on tour? Five? But he's won twice at Augusta. That's what I'm saying. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's won five months, but like that place fits him because he's he hits it long as shit. He's got great hands. He's got great imagination, which yep. you have to have that place. And he's 
a cons- not conservative putter, but like what you're saying, Jay, it's the same thing. Like, he's, he's like an avoidance careful, putter. He's a he's careful like, putter. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to avoid a three putt. He's an avoidance putter. But he'll, he'll flip a wedge over a bunker oh, and yeah. stuff it in there. Like, and, and so that's, he's, he might be the perfect example of what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Well, listen, I mean, I'd say half of the last 10 winners are not good putters. Charles Swartzel, Bubba Watson's won it twice. Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia, Dustin Johnson. None of those guys are good putters. I mean, Sergio's Sergio and and um, Adam Scott are like known for being bad putters almost, yeah. right? So is Bubba. That's yeah. flip side, but just so but, is, well, on the flip so side, is is, they're safe putters, and when they get it going, Sergio is the best, maybe one of the best drivers of the golf ball we've ever known. Right? That's a great. That's a great way to to term it, Tom. Is these guys are not bad putters, but they're safe putters. They're they're like. They're die putters, and 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 I say that in, in the utmost respect. Being a die putter is not a bad thing, um, but it's I mean, it's a safe thing. It's like I may not make. I mean, look at Sergio Garcia. He's like he's like, hey man, I'm gonna hit 18 greens around. He's like, I just. I do you think Phil to- struggled there for years? Bernhard Langer won Masters. Bernhard was a struggled putting. So you almost VJ who struggled putting. How many? So like it's almost Jay like your your points so spot on and like it's it's I'm I'm sorry I'm jumping in but like yeah no it's great it makes a ton of sense because we're talking about guys we're we're naming guys right now that are not great putters that's not what's made them great they in their flush career. the ball and they're great iron players yes and they and that but they're smart putters and yeah. um and so, you get the guys like so go go Jay no 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 you're you're right on you're right on the head so the, so the thing about like greens like that so if you have fred couples wasn't a good putter he wasn't when you have greens that have that many quadrants and that the severity is that undulating it's not the, the strength lies in the approach shot to the green to get in the white the correct quadrant to give yourself the best putt so it's not about the best putter so if you take a guy who's the best putter on tour and he's a med- mediocre ball striker he's going to struggle there because he, he can hit some great shots and and still be kind of uh, put in a bad spot um and he can't get up and down or he can't two putt whereas the the best ball striker can always leave himself that easy two putt he knows how to leave yeah it. he's going to have more looks for birdie He's gonna even if it's twenty feet, he can leave him like Sergio is like I, I can I can put it here and leave myself twenty feet below the hole and two putt all day. Whereas the other guy, he mishits a, a ball five feet right of the hole, and he's got an impossible chip and an impossible two putt, and he makes walks off with bogey, and he's like, well, you know, I'm the best putter on the planet, and there's nothing I can do. I just all right, so on, so on this conversation because I think this is really interesting because i haven't really thought of it from this angle and it, it it's 100 accurate what about rory all right so rory kind of fits in that right he's not a great putter so what's he's his not he's not what, but the, but the what's the his thing story that, the thing that scares me with rory um is he is he he's so streaky and i don't think he is he flips too hard at the bottom that's all it is well he's <laughs> but he doesn't have he doesn't have control over his iron game the way Distance. the way that I think that he that he should to to win out there like I, I, and again we're talking we're talking and uh, we're splitting hairs talking about one of the greatest players that of uh, that's probably ever I would say Rory's probably one of the top 15 players of all time no question and, 
and and again, I, I you know, not yet. I disagree. Mikey not says yet. No, but top yeah. twenty-five. Top not, twenty-five. Not yet, and maybe not. But he is. I think, but by the time he's done, he's only thirty years old. By the time he's yeah. done, he will be a top ten player of all time. And he just hasn't. He hasn't had the control over his iron game the way that he he's probably capable of for the skill set that he has. I mean, he's especially his wedges. Yeah, especially his wedges, which he is, flicks at it too hard. Which is very it's a it's a super important part of playing Augusta well is having control over your your second shots into the green. And his strength has always relied on driving the golf ball, which is very important. Your dad talked about this on the last podcast, the ghost podcast that no one has ever heard. He said he said that Augusta is set up by the great drivers of the golf ball. But with that being said, McLean. Oh, ding, said, ding. Driving the golf ball in play is only sets you up to be a great approach player and, and set yourself up to the green. So you you look at somebody like a Sergio Garcia who drives the ball long, straight, and a great iron player. He's played well there. He's won. Um, and Rory is a great driver of the golf ball, but he's always been a little wavy with his second shots into the green. And that's why I feel like he hasn't won there yet. But he has played well. I mean, he's had a bunch of top tens. I mean, he's played well there. This is not like it's not like the guy can't hit his irons. He's a great ball striker. But I think when he when he gets some supreme control over his second shot in the green, he doesn't have to be a great putter. He's gonna <laughs> the guy's gonna win. Um, but you know, and, you know, there's some guys out there that I think that are up there that have really have a lot of control over their second shots in the green. I think John Rahm is going to have a good week, um, and I will. We'll, I know we're going to get a baby. That. that beware of the new father. Speaking yeah, of of weird situations, have you seen the pictures of Brooks Kepka? So he's making his comeback knee surgery. Nobody thought he'd be there. Do you see how he's getting the ball out of the hole and teeing it up and reading putts? He like, you got to look it up. He like can't bend his knee. He's like doing this weird like, I don't know. It's 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 odd. Uh, he's know, gonna shoot a million. I don't think. Uh, I think he's trying to be valiant here and and have a great week. And I, I mean, sounds I don't like a mistake. Him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's he's a tough guy and he'll play well in the majors. He always does. I I just this is this venue is one of the toughest venues to walk. Yeah. Uh, and, and and not only the pressure of of Augusta and the Masters, um, and I just I just don't think I, I I'm sure he's tough enough and he's going to make the cut, but I think he finishes outside the outside the top thirty. Newly engaged, congrats! Yeah, newly engaged, yeah. So, do we want to get into our picks? We can go a little more in depth on some of our guys too. Um, as we, I I had a hard time picking this we were kind of mclean and i were talking about it before there's so many guys i kind of like you could talk me into about 15 different guys and then when you started trying to do it on a on a budget with DraftKings, it was really hard to pick a team that i was 100 percent confident behind but uh who wants who wants to go first with their picks mclean i'll go hang on one second i gotta pull it up here real quick uh and I remember my team. So I actually, I, I did employ a little bit different strategy this week. Um, I decided to go with three horses and three underdogs. So putting a lot on my underdogs, oh, I do feel like I've, I do have three horses. Um, number one, 
one of the obvious choices. I feel like Augusta, I feel, really plays well to a really good all-around player. It definitely has its benefits for the longer players, but there have been a lot of guys that have great iron games, great short games that are long enough that have won there as well. And I feel like with my two, really my three horses are all kind of fall into that category. So starting off, Justin Thomas, the man who's hot. I feel like he's back on top. He's got his confidence back. Uh, He's ready to put the uh, uh, microphone gate, if you will. He had a similar uh, issue that we had last week. Um, Slightly different, but he both got screwed with a microphone, as did we. Um, Moving on beyond that, I've gone with Xander Shoffley. Again, another guy, all-around game. Really hard not to like what he does with a golf ball. Not the longest hitter in the world, but the guy can still squeak out uh, almost 180 ball speeds right in that 180 range, which is really Yeah, he's not short. Pound for pound, that's not short. No, pound for pound, that's really impressive. Um, again, I feel like he is he's got one of those complete games where it's really tough to spot a weakness with what he does. So I think he'll do well at a place like Augusta. Um, and then I've got Augusta's golden child, Mr. Patrick Reed. Oh and God. I feel like the best thing that I heard was that his wife got kicked out. So now he's fired up and ready to go. I, love it. I, mean, I, love I feel it. like that's fueling his fire and he's taking it deep this week. I feel like that's good for a T5. As soon as I heard Justine got kicked out, P Reed's going T5. Um, <laughs> moving on from there. That is a an- great point. Sorry, I, not to interrupt you, but Patrick, is, right? he, he thrives on that stuff. Thrives on it. Let's he go does. ahead and. Let's go ahead and let it happen. He's going to win. He'll win by six this week now. It had a bit I awkward at the that. champion's dinner tonight, huh? Yeah. yeah right. Sitting so, hey, cha- hey, Wait, cha- do the wives go to the champion's dinner? No, but I'm going to say, hey, Chairman Ridley, how you doing? Can my wife come to the, my first round tomorrow, <laughs> Thursday? Yeah, right. Um, from there, if we're just going down dollar amounts, um, I got to go with a guy who's really been trending in the right direction. His last few tournaments, he is has three top tens with a ninth at the workday ninth at bay hill and ninth at sawgrass i'm sorry eighth at bay hill ninth at sawgrass um but ribbit ribbit let's go bullfrog oh <laughs> coke crack let's go bullfrog. Crack. Uh, i don't know what uh, he hasn't playing well this spring hey gotta and, like what he does i feel like he's also one of those guys now he's he's a longer hitter uh we know that he can absolutely smoke it but i feel like he also has uh, he doesn't have any really defined weaknesses. You know, there's there's parts of his game where you could argue aren't as good as others, but I feel like oh, he's another one of those Except all-around that he's top guys. Heavy. He's a little top-heavy. He's a little top-heavy, a little top-heavy. Great center of gravity, a lot to rotate around. Really, <laughs> really nice base he's got. Um, moving from there, um, shaking that ass at 6,700. See woo. See woo. Again, uh, a guy who's just another solid player, uh, 23rd at the Valero tie, uh, tie for ninth at the players, um, missed Bay Hill, missed the Genesis, but he has been playing well as of late. And obviously I hope he shakes his ass to a ma- uh, made cut. Nice. And then I'm taking from West Texas, riding this guy all the way through the year i i just like i'm thinking low draw is my new hashtag mr ryan palmer palmer um 6500 uh i i again the guy has 6500 that's a hell of a 6, deal 6500 that's why i'm like i mean how can you pass this guy up he is uh he's, he's gonna miss a cut that's how <laughs> well hey hey he's been playing okay the guy has made he's only missed one cut he has three top tens he's 10 of 11 with cuts made um, this again, year at Augusta, MC year, Hammer. 
this year. Uh, what's, MC his, Hammer. What's, his track, what's his track record at Augusta? I, Jay, I didn't do that kind of research. I'm just, That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll you didn't it. do a deep dive. Very kind of surface dive. Yeah, yeah very surface. surface. Just Hell, I can't surface. swim that well anyway after staying the shallow end. So Ryan Palmer finished 13th, 32nd, 19th, 11th, 7th, and 5th in the last uh, seven years. I'll take that. that so fast. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Pretty yeah, good. what kind of Google do you have? Yeah, that was really fast. Don't Super worry. Google. Don't worry about it. I got my ways. He's got some <laughs> special fancy app, probably pays five ninety nine a month for. Yeah, he's like the last user of Ask Jeeves, and there's just so much bandwidth that it gets him results really quick. Because <laughs> he's the only one using it. That's exactly right. No, this is this is real. This is real stuff. This is real. <laughs> All right, Jay Bird, you go ahead. Yep. All right, man. I am going with uh bunch of awesome picks <laughs> i'm sure they're great let's hear them yeah. um i'm gonna i'm i'm going with patrick Cantlay at 9800 um he's a popular a little, pick i was a little little you know skeptical here but um again to my point there with he drives the golf ball great firm and fast he's kind of a low ball hitter and i feel like he can really capitalize on uh on uh, the firm and fast. He's a great, great iron player, great control over the ball. And I do love that fact that he has uh, played a bunch with uh, uh, Freddie Couples here in the uh, last couple of days. And I think he's got a new a new outlook on how this golf course plays and what he needs to do and focusing on. Yeah, he had some interesting comments this week. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, Is this his major? Is he's, I mean, because he, he could win all of them, let's be honest. But like, if good. he's going to win one, do you think this is his first? This is the one he's come the closest at, right? This is the one that he's played the best at in the past. Um, he's a stud, man. I love his action. No, he, that, he hits bullets, doesn't he, Jay? He does. He hits kind of a low. He he's kind of a lower ball flight, but he he hits it well, and he's got he's got a lot of control over his ball for sure. Um, you know, he's played. Let's see what his. I mean, he's only played in the tournament three times. Seventeenth uh, last year, ninth. Uh, in 2019 when it was similar conditions and then 2018 with the first time he played it he missed the cut but um but he he's Wait, wasn't got, he like tied for the lead like two years ago yeah he uh, yeah like and, in the on the back nine 2019 yeah he was up there he was up what did he finish he finished ninth oh i would have thought he was like top five that year he's um, a stud that guy's he's he's but i i do love the comments he he's he's Given us some uh, a little a little insight into what he's he's not you know Patrick Hanley's pretty pretty uh, private pretty subdued with, with what he's doing but the fact that he's given us a little insight the fact that he's played with uh, uh, Freddie quite a bit and has changed his outlook on how he plays the golf course and um, basically he's he's come to the 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 he uh, he's looked at this golf course in the sense that like, I don't need to change the way that I play. I don't need to try to curve the ball so much. And like, if there's a back right pin, I don't need to try to hit a, you know, high cut, you know, I'm, I'm not Tiger Woods, you know, I'm not going to do that. Let me just play my game, play my shot. Let's, let's find a way to hit greens, hit fairways, and then let's see what happens. So I don't know. I thought that was really cool. And especially with Freddie couples, um, you know, Freddie's Freddie's had a lot of success there and obviously won there. So, um, I, I have a feeling that he's going to have a good week. Um, uh, but needless to say, uh, Patrick Cantlay is at the top. Paul Casey, again, another great ball striker, iron player. He's good track 
he he does have a good track record at Augusta, but he doesn't have a great track record in terms of winning big events. So at $7,700, I'm not really looking for him to win. If he does, it's a bonus, but I think he's going to have a good week. I, I feel like he's going to have a top 10 finish. Um, Corey Connors, I'm going with him, $6,900. The guy drives it great. He Corey is the epitome of what we talked about earlier. He's like one of those guys who's like a die putter. Um, he's not a super confident putter, which he should be because he's got a great stroke. Uh, he, I mean, it, there's nothing about his – his putting game that should tell you that you're a bad putter. Um, but I think he just lacks a little confidence. So he's a little tentative, which I think at Augusta is a, is a bonus, you know, let your ball striking, let your driving win the tournament for you. And if you're a tentative putter, then let's avoid, uh, you know, three putt avoidance is one of those things at Augusta that if you're high on, if you're, if you're great at three putt avoidance, then you're going to, you're going to succeed there. Especially if you're, if you couple that with, uh, being a great driver of the golf ball and a great arm player, which he is. So he's had success there. Um, he's finished pretty high up there. I think he finished top 10 in the fall. Um, so I, I would I would feel, have a feeling that he's going to have a good week. I, I, I slipped Victor Hovland in there. God, I just like the guy. I don't know what else to say. He's not a great chipper of the golf ball. He drives it great. Um, What's he's the deal good, with his chipping? I don't quite understand that. He just lags it too much. You know, Mikey, it, you can talk about this. You're a teaching pro. I mean, you know the drill. He just, he's got, what makes him a great iron player, it really hurts him in his in his chipping. He just has too much, he's got too much uh, hand, his hands lead too much. He's got too much lag. So the the the, the club head lags behind his hands too much. So yeah, he's pulling the, the handle through. Yeah, he just drags it too much. So when when it's not when it's not balanced when the handle and the and the head don't match up a little bit better obviously the the head is going to lag behind the hands a little bit who was the last great player that was a shitty chipper oh that's a good question he wanted to, he beat the right club today who was that? Al Sutton Al Sutton, Al Sutton. <laughs> bro couldn't chip at all but he could um, but if he didn't miss many greens he didn't have to um, but anyway, I've got Victor Hovland. Uh, I dropped down to Louis Oosthuizen. I got a, a couple mid-range guys here. Louis just loves it there. I mean, I don't, you know, some places guys just love. And again, ball striker, not a great putter. Ball striker, not a great putter. But again, he's one of those guys. He's a die putter. He always is like the guy who like leaves. He'll leave a four footer short and have no problem with it. He'll tap it in. Like th- those are the guys that I want. Yeah, tap customer. it in. You know, literally, I mean, he'll be like, oh, six footer downhill, left it short. I'll tap it in for par going to the next hole. And then I've, I, I, I dropped Jordan Spieth in. I just too much confidence going into this. I know it's hard to win back to back events, but well, who's the last one to do it at the Masters? That's a good question. Has anyone ever? Uh, back-to-back? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. Bill Nicholson did it. Uh, Faldo did it. There's no, been I'm talk, quite a well, I'm talking about winning winning the event before and then yeah. winning the Masters. Ooh, yeah. that's a good question. No, there's been there's been quite a few. Did Dustin Johnson did did he win the tournament leading up to the Masters last year? Johnson. Oh uh, no, Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Dustin Johnson. It was the Houston Open. Who won the Houston Open? Ooh. It was Dustin Johnson. Did he? Yeah. Awesome. 
He has no fucking idea. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just so I'm me or Jay. Let's I don't that. either. Justin Ponson. <laughs> Justin, not to good old Justin Ponson. Justin, Justin's. Good. All right, is that your team? That's it, man. No, he finished second. He finished second at the Houston Open, and then won the Augusta. I think it's only it's Tiger and maybe Faldo. Yeah, but Tiger never played the week right before. Well, again, I don't need sure? Jordan Spieth to win this. No, I'm not. I'm not telling you. I just need him to finish. Discredit your five. pick. I, I'm not discrediting your pick. I'm just trying to decide. But I yeah. don't know if anyone's ever won direct week before. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. But uh, yes, I think somebody's done it. But I don't know who it is. But I'm I'm gonna say that yes, it has happened. Okay. There's nothing to validate that statement. <laughs> That's great. All. Great logic. I love it. All right. But yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Lock it in. That's. Um, that. You want to go? Or you want me to go? I'll go real quick. Um, the guys on my team, I think, can win. Dustin and Justin Thomas. Wow. And the, then the the crew I've got to, you know, that could win, but also, you know, could have a high finish to get me points. So I'm thinking strictly DraftKings here. So Brian Harmon, Kevin Kisner, Matt Kuchar, uh, Adam Scott. Wow. What about Brian Harmon's pants? Is that going to affect his play at all this weekend? You know what's going to happen? I don't. They're going to be dragging. But here's the thing: they're going to be dragging on the turf. But where I feel like it works in his advantage, because I think it might be a dry, dusty turf opposed to a wet, saturated turf. So okay. his. All right, I like that. That's, well, that's, when it's that's sound down thinking. Wind, the amount of air that comes off of the slacks actually Dude, increases his to, ball speed a, by two miles an hour. If it gets blowing. You know, 15 plus, he's going to back off more. Actually, no, no. My boy Jordan Spieth will back off more than everybody because that's what he does. But um, Brian Homer will back off a lot too because his pants will be flapping in the wind. And if he's not careful, he'll be tumbling down. He'll be like a tumbleweed heading into and everything. We all know that everything breaks to Ray's Creek. And then you could be watching and Brian Homer just be tumbling down on his way to Ray's Creek. Well, he's the only. Ever documented player to hit a flyer because of his pants. His pants are yeah. a flyer. That's what he calls his pants. The flyer. <laughs> Tom, that's a the Brian Harmon's actually a really good, really sneaky pick there. Based on the conditions, if they, if they keep that firm and fast, uh, he could he could play really well. I think so. Remember, he played. He, he won. At, he won the Wells Fargo Eagle, at point. Eagle Point. Which in, in shout out to the there. Eagle Point boys. Yeah, uh, we have we have a couple of listeners over there at Eagle Point. Shout out to Billy and Brian and the crew. Billy Anderson, what's up, buddy? Great pro, the greatest. There's a first. There's a first assistance that we're just not going to mention. But you got Garrett. You know, <laughs> a lot of other, a lot of other good guys. But yeah, there's one guy we're gonna. But let's be honest, okay. Eagle let's Point keep going though. Eagle Point, what a great host facility that was for the Wells Fargo. Are you guys trying to get like a membership? What's going on here? <laughs> well, I think McLean's trying to get I a just, membership. I just think Billy was a cool dude. I, the couple yeah, times I've been there, he's a nice guy. He's the best. For, um, really good. No, but like, and they Brian Joyce, Where's Brian Joyce these days? Is he still he's there? This? He's still there. Oh, oh, he's in Eagle Joyce. Point. What's up, buddy? Yeah, that? yeah. No, Billy, Billy, and Brian. Um, and then you go down a couple of other guys in the shop. They've got a great crew over there. Uh, I got Martini in the uh, locker room slinging uh, orange crushes like it's his job. Um, yeah. Shout out to old Echo Farms alumni. <laughs> that's a very Wil- that's a very Wilmington reference. I, literally, there's me and like three other people on this that listen to this podcast are going to know at all what I'm talking about. I know Echo Farms. I've played there. 
they're they're putting apartment complexes on it at the moment are they really yeah oh well you know i can't say i'm gonna shed a tear over that but no there's no reason to my first professional win was on a course in myrtle beach that is now a apartment complex so uh which one wild wing plantation which one wild wing now they have a wild wing cafe there yeah there's plenty of those but this was actually a golf course. So I just, Mike's I just still found, doing his picks. No, I, I haven't even started my damn picks yet. Um, I did just Google. So there's been four people to win the week before the Masters. Oh, who? Ralph Goodall, 1939. Oh, okay. I definitely Art, had that one. Artwald Jr. in 1959. Nice. Artwell. How about That's that? One of my favorites. Sandy Lyle in 1988. Sandy Lyle was a beaut. He still plays that. And then Phil Mickelson in 06 won the Bell South at out there in Atlanta. So Bell Tiger South. did not. Bell South. Yeah. That he, was because Tiger historically never plays the week before a major. Yeah. Oh, McLean, what was it? The TPC um TPC Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf. There it is. Good All right. All right. My turn. Yeah. Um, do it, man. Come on. What take what's taking you so long? We've been waiting all day for you to you guys is what's taking me Gosh, so long. You're just so slow. Why don't you just so. give us your picks? So <laughs> All right, I'm starting at the top. So here's a, I, I went with a different strategy here. Uh, the winner who I think is going to win the golf tournament is not on my team. Is that really weird? That, no, that's not weird. It's just stupid. Well, you okay. won't you won't beat us if you don't pick the winner. But no, but I love that idea. Go for that. He was too much money. So I think Justin Thomas is going to win the tournament. I don't have I don't course. have him on my team because he was of too course. much money. Of course, between Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, like you guys should all just go have a little party together. And <laughs> yeah, because you you pick so many diverse people on your teams every week. Hovland's on there every time he plays. No, he's not. No, he's not. It's Corey Connors. Corey Connors is a good player. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. He's like, you know. I know he's not great at chipping, but you know I really like him this week. Let's yeah, go, I know. We just put that, put that on repeat. Every time Hobbles on the field, we'll just clip Jay's thing. <laughs> Jay well, loves who, who has won the most times? Just uh, tell me. I won last week. Okay. And I won the bracket challenge the week before, which none of you have paid me for yet. So I've forgotten to play the most times. That yeah. got lost <laughs> in the bed, though, I'm sure. It's in the cloud. All right. You knucklehead, shut the fuck up. All right. So my picks. Um, start at the top. Uh, Colin Morikawa, boo, boo, hit a ton of greens. Uh, <laughs> this cut, okay. this cut. cut. All right, Jordan Spieth, gonna ride the wave, ride my boy. He's feeling Suckle. it. Suckle. Not sure if he's gonna win, but he's gonna contend for sure. Top five. And then I got Webb T twenty two. Uh, MC top, there. Top ten. Top ten. Okay. Webb top, top ten. All right, yeah, so I'm doing top I'm doing ten. I, I agree with that. I think Webb's gonna is prime. The conditions is is right up his alley. Uh, then I got Cam Smith. Always seems to play well at Augusta. Great iron been player. Playing well. Been hey. playing well the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've last got couple no months. idea. I've got no idea. I don't even know. Hey. What I don't give hey. a shit what you think. I don't need hey. your opinion. Cab driver? He's a cab driver. <laughs> then I got Jay's boy, Corey Connors. So I know. Jay. Oh, you can't hate on Corey Connors now all of a sudden. I'm not hating on Corey Connors. I'm just saying you don't have very original picks every week. You were, hating, you were hating on Corey Connors. Just and nice to see him on a different team for once. Yeah. And then um, I got uh, Mark Leishman. Hasn't been playing that great, but he loves Augusta. Uh, horse for the course. Uh, flushes his irons. I got Leishman to uh, contend. So there you go. He's one of the best ball strikers out there. For like all, all you know, all bullshit aside, like he ain't gonna win this week. Good luck with that, Mikey. But I don't need him to win. I got one guy to win, and the rest of them is, finish top ten. 
he has not missed an iron, you know, in since before the war, right? I mean, he hits it so solid. He why, does. why is it though? He's I, I've always uh, loved that guy's game. Always if he's not his careful, game. he he could turn into a bullfrog real quick. Yeah, he's he does. He's very bullfrog. He's bullfrogish. Hey, bullfrog. Yeah. I've seen you recently too. I'm a I'm a short bullfrogish. <laughs> Heavy on the frog. Okay, who is who's borderline going bullfrog? Darren Clark's been bullfrog. He oh, might have been the original. Not borderline. Nothing borderline about that. He's the he might be the original bullfrog. I feel I have, like I, I, feel I have like an in ready to go turn into a bullfrog yeah. here. Please. I have an in. Someone, one of my members thinks he can get Darren Clark on the show. So I said, do it. All right. Yeah, original bullfrog OG Albany the OG bullfrog fly down there and hang out that's right Abacoa oh Abacoa oh yeah fuck me right yeah wrong one all right gents anybody got anything else before we uh sign off here no man no. awesome stuff let's yeah. go Masters yeah, week. this is the Masters week this is it I'm sure we will be back and forth via text all week about things but to all the listeners thank you again for listening sorry about the mix up Last week, it will never happen again. I promise. Everything never be, be forgotten. Recorded. It will never be forgotten, and it shouldn't be. You can rag on me all you want about it, but again, sorry about last week. We'll we'll get this out uh, hopefully first thing tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks.